idea to take some of the ladies from the book and create First Ladies of Disco. So um, him and I uh, partnered together to make this a reality. And so, so far we've had Evelyn Champagne King, we've had um, uh, Anita Ward, and now we have um, Norma Jean Wright. So we kind of shift women around and, and have them come in and, and, and do their hits and things like that. And then we come together and sing our, uh, our singles. That's, and the audience mm-hmm. really just love them. Do you have a, a um, I'm sure we all want to know if you have any summer gigs coming up that we should know about. Well, I'll be, I'll be in Norwalk, Connecticut this weekend. All right. Um, uh, doing uh, uh, Norwalk Pride. And then the following weekend I'll be in, uh, or two weeks from then I'll be in, the first ladies of disco will be in Kentucky, in Louisville, Kentucky, doing uh, mm-hmm. Kentucky's Pride. And then I'll be doing St. Louis Pride on the last Sunday of the month. So <laughs> things are sprouting up, and the work is uh, the work is coming in. So, yeah, yeah, it's always fun. That's awesome. Um, now we're just going to – we're going to ask – I want to ask my guest uh, – this is your chance. Questions. I know you. I know Brian's interviewed you recently. Sorry. Well, Mar- Martha and I go way back. <laughs> we we yeah. performed together at at the, at the same gig, and, and we've been friends for a long time. And um, I just right. always love hearing from her. That's fabulous. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yes, we we did yeah. Orlando okay. Pride together, and a few other Martha, right? Uh, exactly. Sometimes you know. Sometimes you never know. Who's on the Who's on the show with you until you get there? Uh, right, right. <laughs> you know, well, then you say, "Oh, okay. Hey, baby, how you doing?" You know that kind uh, of right, thing. Right, 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 right. We. I was wondering, are you going to be around during uh, World Pride this year? Are you going to be in New York, or is that the same time as Kentucky? I think, right. Well, this thing just look. It started. What is today? The 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 fifth. Uh-huh. The fifth. It started. It started last Sunday. So it's going to be going on the whole month. Well, that sounds exciting. Yeah. I'm 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 going to be in yeah, New York for World Pride, so I would I mean I I was like I hope you're there because I'd love to see you. I know you're back east. Yeah, um, it, it's stuff going on every day, every night, mm-hmm. in a whole lot of different places, and outside of even New York City. You know, <laughs> there's some things going on in Long Island. I'm sure there's stuff going on in in, in Queens, Brooklyn. You know, it's just that big. Yeah, it's and they're, it's you know, huge. They're like they're expecting five million people. That's insane. Well, I'm throwing I'm throwing uh, four events over the weekend, producing four events over the weekend as well. So I'm I'm wow. hoping that those five million people check in and come to my events. <laughs> Why don't you guys collaborate on a project together? I know. So I'm like, I need to call Martha and see what she's doing this weekend because I might I might have to talk about a a, a, a song or a gig or something. I think the fire marshals are going to be there putting the rest of those people out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, it is Pride Month, ladies and gentlemen, as we all know. Um, and uh, um, I w- I've always been curious to ask you this question, Martha. Why do you think the LGBT community rallies around you so much and loves you so much? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. No, seriously, I don't know. I don't question it, but I can only guess 
that it goes all the way back to uh, Sylvester and, and, and being with him and starting out with him, uh, my career. Mm-hmm. And it's just evolved, uh, developed over the years. Um, and you've sang so many gay anthems. I mean, things that were really resonated in the community as well. So I think, you know, you, you stayed relevant and have for your entire career uh, in the scene. So I think that's that's really something to be said. Yeah, honey, I, I've been hanging off for a long time. <laughs> well, you're doing it for well. <laughs> are, are there a lot of uh, f- uh, first ladies of disco now knocking on your door after you because you, uh, you know, have had um, two top, um, well, you've had a top ten with the first uh, release and now this n- new single, Don't Stop Me Now, shooting up the, the club chart on Billboard. Well, not necessarily. We kind of, I want to say invite ladies to come on board, you know, depending on their schedules, because that's, that's another thing. You know, while we do come together to do shows and things, we've all still have our individual schedules going on and, and, and work, you know. Yeah. So we try to get together as much as possible. Again, we'll be in Kentucky uh, premiering the song for, for uh, Louisville's Pride. And we did some. We did a Christmas show over the holiday last year, so that was really, really nice. And it's it's been slowly evolving and and getting better. Um, it would be nice if we could get more women to uh, to come on board. It's just making, trying to make things happen, and it's not it's not cheap. <laughs> You know, especially no, doing a live show. No, and to have three you individuals know. come together with everyone's busy schedule is quite an accomplishment. Uh, that's the thing. Yes, yeah. that's the thing. But we we make it work because we have fun, and everybody enjoys doing this because it's different. You know, even though we do sing our hits uh, that the people know, we do other kinds of music and we do tributes and this and that and the other. So it's just an all-around fun, good time. That's 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 the point. You know, everybody they can get nostalgic for a minute and then go off into something else and still have a great time. You know. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, how do you satisfy folks, the audience, uh, when it comes to um, the hits you had as the the main voice on those black box and CCing the Music Factory hits? Do you? Are you allowed to sing them, or is there a way around it? Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Oh, no, I sing them. Oh, right. I love that. You, you, <laughs> I sing them. Oh, yeah, right. I, no, you I you own those songs. <laughs> those songs. That, when I'm I, not going to say I own them, but I still <laughs> sing them. When I was and a kid. Nobody has, and nobody has told me that I couldn't, so. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I love it. I mean, those songs moved me in my youth. I was like, oh, my God, that voice, right? Well, I, that's how I learned that she had uh, sang on those tracks is actually seeing you perform them live uh, many years ago. And I was like, oh, my God, wait a minute. <laughs> and I put two and two together. But it took I me a minute. I know that song. And I know that singer. And I know that's that voice. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's funny because uh, with the songs that people know that I do, and mostly the dance stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. The last album, the Something Good album, was different. It right. was pop and rock and, you know, and it, and it did get uh, uh, good reviews on it. Now, I'm, I've been in the studio working on some new music, and this is, this is going to make your head snap because it's totally, 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 totally different. I love it. I can't you wait. Know, it's, 
it's more it's more kind of a R and B blues mm. kind of psychedelic type music. Oh, so I like that. Think of, the, think of the '60s. I yes, all right. I love the '60s. <laughs> I love the '60s. I love all that psychedelic <laughs> head music, trippy music, and the and the soulful. I love Motown, for example. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, of course. I of course, yeah. can't wait. Yeah, you're you're so talented. Again, it's going to be totally different again. <laughs> well, I like to keep mm-hmm. folks guessing. Well, you have such range. Uh, you know, um, Billboard ranked you number 58 uh, of all-time dance artists. Congratulations. Uh, and, and, uh, oh. and going up, obviously. Oh. <laughs> I think you've earned like 10 more notches <laughs> after this hit. Hey, that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us. I know this is, a, 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 you know, as planned, a, a shorter uh, interview than the last time you were on the House of Pride. But don't be a stranger, Martha. We would love you back anytime you'd like to uh, talk about any new projects you, you have coming out. Cool. I appreciate that. And I thank all the fans, too. Just hold on to your, hold on to your pearls because the, the music is coming hopefully in the next three months. Awesome. So be on the lookout. Awesome. Thank you. Can we get a nice round of applause? Yay. Oh, Martha Wash. Good to talk to you, Martha. We're going to go out with more. Don't, uh, another remix, <laughs> Don't Stop Me Now, the new single from First Ladies of Disco. Why don't we check out um, the uh, Moto Blanca remix? Thanks, Martha. Bye, Martha. All right, baby. You take care. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Don't stop me now. What do you guys think of that song? 
I love it. Pretty catching. Yeah, it's it great. Pretty catchy. It's really great. Oh, I wanted to ask a who wrote it. Damn it. Next time. Next time. But uh, folks, it's number 23 on Billboard Club. It just jumped nine big notches. Um, I'm so happy to see the ladies still working. You know, it's uh, leaving their legacy behind. They have such a track record of uh, success. And, you know, when we were kids, I loved that disco music. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You, your career, Brian. Me. (laughs) You've been in the business some time. I have. You're a singer, performer. You're also a producer, club owner. I was a club owner. Was a club yeah, owner. Yeah. So, I mean, you're deep in that mix. It's I'm very deep in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen it from all different angles. You know the business. Sometimes not as pretty as other angles, but uh, yeah, I definitely, I've definitely been around. It's been, a really, uh, it's been a really great ride, actually. And I've met some really incredible people like Martha and Christine W. and Jeannie Tracy and, you know, just legends that I looked up to. Crystal Waters, people that I looked I up to it. for years and I ended up being able to work with. So it was just uh, super exciting super super exciting and i'm excited to have you back uh you're a regular guest here at house of pride radio because uh you're back today with your own release yeah i'm i'm <laughs> so excited about this it's been uh, a couple of years and a lot of my fans have been um gnawing at me to get something done and uh i, I was able to work on this project with dj grind um steven massey and toy armada who are both super super talented and uh i was doing a gig on atlantis and uh we we started chatting and he, they presented this track to me and i just got so excited it's um it's written by um some of the gentlemen that were in uh, snow patrol the group from the 90s and the song is called just say yes it's it's an amazing song it has actually a very interesting history which i won't get into a lot of it right now but um being able to cover it and make it kind of my own has been uh super super exciting so i'm definitely looking forward to this uh kind of summer summer release summer you know it is the 50th anniversary of stonewall this summer I know. Uh, so I'll it's be a big there. deal. You know, it uh, uh, it all come, makes sense to me now. So we're looking for music that really, you know, is about celebrating and uplifting and uh, giving us, you know, insight and hope for the future and so on and so on. Or it just has a good beat. <laughs> or it just has a good beat. Or it has both, which is the, probably it has the every. So let's let's have a listen. Okay. And uh, it's not quite out yet, but it's coming out soon. Yeah, it drops on June 21st, uh, on Friday, June 21st. Um, it was like was released this morning um, on a podcast of DJ grind and toy armadas for their just say yes tour they did a little podcast promo so it's on it's the very first song opens up the um, podcast so you can hear the whole track but it'll be available on june 21st oh great so house pride gets a second kind of like an exclusive yeah and this is this is absolutely exclusive Play, <laughs> played from beginning Love to that. end yes it is <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right um, are you ready vanilla i'm so ready let's hear it all right here goes Take my hand 
That is just say yes, Brian Kent. Wow, Brian, oh, that is Brian. a. Uh, I saw flags. What did I you love think? that. It was very pride appropriate. Pride appropriate. I, can, I, I can love hear that. that you, blasting you over that the one. streets. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, let's uh, welcome my new guest here, uh, Brian and um, Vanilla. We have Salah. Galvez? Sailor Galavis. Galavis, is that Italian? <laughs> it's Mexican. Oh, it's a very so good close. Try, Jeez, I'm so on point today. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Thanks what did you think me. of uh, that, this song by Brian Kent, Just oh Say God, Yes? It's fantastic. I'm so glad that I got in just in time to hear it. Thank you. Yay. Well, let's have a nice round of applause for Don't Say Yes. As it's released you. on the 21st, folks. Mark your calendars. Mark your calendars. All Beat right, Port Brian, Nineties. I know you're super busy in other areas. Yeah, I have a few parties coming up. That we um, should all attend. We should, you should all attend, yeah. So um, I have actually a really exciting thing happening here in San Francisco on the rooftop of the Virgin Hotel called Daytime Disco. I saw that already. And yeah. yeah, and it's uh, Wayne G's coming in from London, and we're going to be up on the roof from 1 to 6 p.m. doing a kind of afternoon tea dance um, classic disco day. So I love it. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. And then I head to New York, and I have... Um, Four events over New York World Pride. I, my events are official official events of World Pride New York, so that's really exciting. Um, I have um, Hustle Ball and Diesel, Underworld, and Brute. So there's four different events at PlayStation Theater and Webster Hall and Three Dollar Bill out in Brooklyn. So when you say you have, does that mean that you're producing it? Or? I'm producing them. Yeah. Wow, that's I'm, a lot I'm, of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Do you have a team? I do. I have um, three, two partners and and a team, and we've been working on this for probably nine months. Yeah, it's been it's been literally that's busy. Yeah, literally a labor. <laughs> so we're about to birth our child, our children. We're oh having my God. quintuplets. Is wow. that what that is? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so we're we're super excited about that. Where and can uh, we go if folks are planning? On going to New York for it, this huge Pride event, uh, where do you get tickets? Yeah, if you go to SolidarityPride.com, you'll see all the events and everything going on there. Um, and then I head to Provincetown for Bear Week, where I'm going to be DJing. Okay, I'm totally jealous already. I know. <laughs> I'm going to be... Take me with you. Can I carry your luggage? I, yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'm going to be DJing the Bear Boat Cruise, which is always amazing. It's a 1,000 oh. people on this um, Sunset Cruise. So I like that ferry. Uh-huh. Oh, my on God. The, on the giant ferry, so with a huge dance floor on the top. So I'm super excited and honored to be... Um, Are you going to play? Your DJ, I'm gonna, I am gonna play that song. <laughs> Fuck yeah, um, we worked hard for that, so I'm and I'm very proud of it. And will you and play Steven. a Tweaker Turner remix? If I have a Tweaker Turner me- remix, I'll go hook you up before you. <laughs> you better hook it up. <laughs> um, that's amazing. That's yeah. a cool gig. Provincetown. Have you ladies been there? I've never been. I'm dying to go. Oh my Fortunately god. Fortunately yeah. not. What a jet setter though. New York, Provincetown. <laughs> you're all over the, the place. It's the real deal. It's fun. It's a lot of. It's it's a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of. Uh, it's it's a little tiring at times, but I won't complain because I get to do what I love. So yeah. You know that's that's stuff. Where did you get your bonus. good business sense about you? Yeah, um, you know, I, I I I guess I would have to say my my dad. I mean, my dad's super successful in his own way, and he has a successful business. I I think. I I got it from him. I, I don't know where else I would have got it. It certainly wasn't no, school. No, that makes sense. Uh, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, I didn't get it from school. That's for <laughs> sure. So. I got that. <laughs> well, right. Well, well, this fruit fell a little further than, than most. You rolled a bit. Yeah, I rolled a bit a bit away. 
<laughs> but I found my way back, and I'm, I'm good. You sprouted, Jiro. I did. No, no, you're doing just fine, honey. <laughs> um, wow, I wish I had the flexibility to go to these New York gigs, but folks who are going, make sure you uh, tell your friends about it, and let's all support our uh, local LGBTQ promoters and producers and artists. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I always appreciate you having me on. And uh, Really Queen Radio, which was yeah. here for a while, we took, we're taking a little Tell hiatus. About it. Yeah. Well, Really Queen Radio was uh, my radio show that I did here at, at Mutiny Radio um, alongside you. Um, and then we went on our own. But uh, it was ba- it's basically an educational music uh, uh, podcast that has to do with, you know, I was with one of my younger friends and yeah. like an, a Martha Wash. Or, did you do a Martha or, Wash? Or Lind- I, did a, I didn't do a Martha Wash did show. They know, did the but children I, know who I did she a, was? Well, I did a Sylvester show. Oh, okay. And so we had Martha call in. But the, the, it's, the whole thing started because I was out and my friend was like, I was stuck talking about Sylvester. And he was like, who's Sylvester? And I was like, really, that's, Queen? Uh-oh. My God. That's and so that's sad. how the show title that's got named, sad. Really Queen. Yeah. And basically every week we, we will uh, pick an artist that is a gay icon and we educate the, uh, the ch- children on who this artist is. So it's, been, it's a super fun show. And we've, it's we almost have a like lot our, we, as a, we have an, a responsibility, us Absolutely. older queens, to teach the younger queens a thing or two. Because if you don't know who Sylvester is, right. you know, we you're were doing something a bit, wrong. A slice of the pie. Well, especially if you live in San Francisco and you don't know who Sylvester is. Yeah, it's such a rich history here. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, we've done everyone from Barbara Streisand to George Michael and Freddie Mercury. Did Barbara call in? Barbara uh, wasn't able to call in, um, <laughs> but but a drag queen in L.A. that does Barbara called in. Next uh, best thing. Next okay. best thing. So we, we, we were able to secure that. But, yeah, um, but so we'll be back starting in um, in October. We're taking the summer off, obviously, because we just I can't be here. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting that going again because we have a guest every week, and it's a lot of fun. But we we do have a website with all of our podcasts, so you can go to reallyqueenradio.com. All right, all right, tell us. Reallyqueenradio.com. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it again. One um. more time. <laughs> well, thank you, Brian. I know you have to run off because you, on t- amongst all of these fabulous things, you also... Do I, I also host at The Edge. I do Musical Wednesdays at The Edge. Um, I have a theater background, so we've been running for six years now. I can't believe it. So we do musical theaters, uh, musical theater videos and clips and trivia and all that kind of stuff. So I've been doing that forever. So that's every Wednesday at The Edge at 7 o'clock, which is where I got a jam. Fabulous. Uh, well, folks, if you want something to do in the castle, go there at the edge right now. Or, well, in an yeah. hour. Well, no, in like 15 minutes. In 15 minutes, you're going to take <laughs> Uber. Uh, but folks listening to us, don't go anywhere because the show's half over, but we still have to get into uh, um, Salah's and Joel's, um, Vanilla's stories. Plus, we have uh, Half of Dirty Disco uh, by telephone, Houston, in a few minutes. And um. then last but not least, Georgie Borgie, Chicago. But hey, did you know that Sylvester's song, You Make Me Feel Mighty Real, was just recently inducted into the I did. Uh, did. Yeah. Finally, right? Congress for cultural value and yep. yeah. Contribution and in to a, in society. A, absolutely. In a sense, he is like on some level a genesis in which all LGBTQ was, you know, well, in, for generationally was birthed, you know, like come forth from uh, in my world anyways. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with that being said, let's take a short musical break in honor of Sylvester. Uh, and we'll be right back with more House of Pride Radio. Folks, don't go anywhere. Brian, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank that's, you guys so much. Applause, Brian. Brian. Thank you very much, Pika.
yes, feeling funky today. How's the Pride Radio Pride Month? Ah, 50-year anniversary, Stonewall 1969. It happened in June. I always wondered why 69 was such an important number in, in the gay <laughs> culture. Now I know. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, th- I get it now. I get it. <laughs> um, wow, let's. I've got my local luminaries in the room. My God, it's so much lighter. God, I put wear sunglasses. Oh, you are wearing sunglasses. I am wearing sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, I, I'm learning. I love uh, meeting younger uh, uh, artists. Um, and so welcome, both of you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Seller. Um, awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure where to start. I work in theater and film in the Bay Area, and I'm also a drag performer and producer. Uh, you can catch me pretty regularly over at Oasis. Right now, we're doing Sex in the City Live, and I'm both in that show and the stage manager and associate producer on that. That's a lot of hats. Yeah, it is. Well, we're a very a small wig. team. Yes. A few wigs, actually. Um, but yeah, there's only a handful of us who work on those shows. So we all have to wear the hats on what a bigger production might have like 20 people. There's like three of us. Um, but I like it. I like the hustle. What's the actual physical role that you play in that production? Well, I play a lot of ancillary characters because I'm also responsible for keeping the show running. So you can see me as guy at movie theater. Um, who else do I play? (laughs) Uh, the manager at the sandwich store and, um, Oh, God, I play one other person. Oh, girl getting made out with at party. So oh, that's great. All, all of those big roles in the show. What do you put into that role to make it convincing? <laughs> A lot of... Prepare for that <laughs> You know, it's different every night because the actor who's playing the boy I'm making out with plays it a little bit differently every night. So I really can't prepare. I just go in there and, you know, oh. let the let the making out session take me <laughs> to wherever it's going to go. It's like cow god, take me out? away. No, we don't. Uh, uh, boo. I was going to say, at least you get it. Yeah, we do <laughs> nuzzle chins a lot oh. and there's a lot of butt grabbing. And he, do, he usually will lift me up and throw me over his shoulder a little bit at one point Ooh, to uh, really, really sell it. I wish somebody it. would do that Rough. to me. Yeah. Maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's never too late. That's true. <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> we might have to Need change your name man. to like French vanilla. Yeah. Oh, there Whoa. we go. Oh, that's sexy. <laughs> so that uh, where can folks when is this production over is it going on right now no yeah we just opened this last weekend and it runs all the way through june and through the first two or three weekends of july so uh you plenty of opportunities every thursday uh friday and saturday at oasis that's super exciting now everyone knows well not everyone knows oasis most people in san francisco do totally. but uh, if you come into san francisco oasis one of the premier uh clubs destinations mm-hmm. if you want to experience uh the community uh, in San Francisco. Yeah. And um, they have all sorts of productions, and right now they should go get tickets uh, at your for your production. Yeah, it's really fun. We do a lot of um, queer programming and drag shows. Uh, Vanilla and I also regularly perform at the Saturday night show Mother. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any of those coming up? I don't actually right now. I do. I'm going to be in the Freak Show on July 6th with Evie Oddly, but I'm performing with Peggy Legs, my drag mother. Oh, fun. Oh, yeah. okay. That's right. The drag mother phenomenon. Tell us mm-hmm. about what, what that means. Well, I mean, in the drag world, because, you know, as gay people, we're kind of alienated sometimes from our own families. So as a necessity, we kind of gravitate towards other drag queens, especially when you're getting into drag. A lot of times an older queen will take you under her wing. Um, 
Um, and then we all unconditionally or are there no 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 I mean my drag mother is very abusive she keeps me in a basement and, and very old me one cheese <gasps> at a time oh so. yeah oh boy she's she might actually fly through the door right at any yeah, moment kind of hope she does <laughs> I haven't seen her in a she while could. yeah but Sailor has many drag children as well so or piranha yeah I do have a handful of drag children she, uh, you're so young though I know well I I like to help the youths when I can actually most of my children are older than me um, but haven't been doing drag as long. I've been eight years now. My my makeup skills wouldn't show it, but uh, eight years. But no, wow. my my one of my drag children's snacks is the current Miss Star Search, the um, Heclina's pageant. Yes. Yeah, and I've got. Did a you know I won that in well. 2003? You won that in 2003. Oh my gosh, I, that's I awesome. won in 2017. Oh my god, it's I just meant to be that we're all here together. That's right. I. Did not even place the year I competed, but so, so vanilla. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. I birthed a I birthed a winner though. That's almost as good. I'm like the stage mom. Was it messy? Yeah. Oh, unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Oh my. I don't goodness. have any drag children. I'm barren. So. You're barren. Yep. Well, you, it's you all know. Dried up. There's shots for that, I think. Oh well, that's okay. <laughs> you never I'd know. I'd rather not have the responsibility. <laughs> well, both of you look fabulous. I'm very inspired. Thank you. We're sun. We're like sunset colors today. Yeah. Just uh, use your imagination. It's feeling very tropical. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you stare directly into the sun, that's what we look like. Well, while we're staring into the sun now, you're wearing regular glasses, but you have sunglasses on. I uh, walked here. Yes. <laughs> I love your sunglasses. <laughs> Take them off. So you're well protected. Uh, f- will you guys help me with our next telephone interview? We've got to call Houston, Texas. Sure. Uh, this is, uh, we're going to be talking to half of this amazing production group called Dirty Disco, and they've had all these remix hits. Uh, they also release their own music um, with their own artists uh, on Billboard, and they've had many, many hits in the last few years. I'm going to learn more about it. They also own Hamburger Mary's in Houston and, oh, very and nice. the Eagle. So if you're ever going to go to Houston, you want to know these folks. You do. They're super nice, super supportive. They're uh, JD. We're going to be talking to JD Arnold. He is uh, not only half of Dirty Discos, he's a legendary DJ in his own right. And he DJs at the Eagle. We're going to learn all about the new stuff that's going on for them and their pride. Houston, Texas, bring a little Southern hospitality. Oh, fabulous. To House of Pride Radio. But why don't we warm things up while we're getting him on the line with their one of their latest remixes. It's such a, we're going for uh, gay anthems this summer. Uh, here on the show today, we're going, trying to play some gay anthems. And we've, I think we've got a, a winner right here. Uh, it's from uh, it's from Dirty Disco. It's a remix uh, from them. The song's called Proud, and it fe- features Heather Small, who was the lead singer from M People. Okay. Remember that group, fabulous group? Uh, no. Yeah. I might be a little yes, too young for that one. of course we do. They sound fabulous, though. <laughs> so very right. excited. Well, check it out. I think this is a perfect theme song for the summer of 2019. We'll be right back with J.D. Arnold right here on House of Pride Radio.
All right, all right. That is Proud Dirty Disco featuring Heather Small from M People. And uh, half of Dirty Disco is with us right now on House Proud Radio, the one and only, the legendary DJ himself, J.D. Arnold. Can you hear us? Hello, (laughs) Yes, I'm here. Hey, what have you done for me lately to make me feel proud? I have done an awful lot. We did Pride. (laughs) No, we're doing Proud. Yeah, I'm really proud of Proud. Yes, you guys are doing a lot over there in Houston. Tell us. Yeah, but it's also, uh, it's, it's Dirty Disco and Matt Consola. Matt Consola from Wishcraft Record, we put together this project. We got uh, Heather Small to go back in the studio, re-record those iconic vocals, and we're certainly feeling very proud right now. That's a good one. I love that song. That is a perfect, uh, I'm trying to play perfect Pride songs for the summer of 2019, and, I, and that one definitely is, makes the mark. And her voice is still absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. What was the big hit that they had at, with them people? What was that song? Uh, um, I, I think we should try and get her to uh, redo some of those old ones, don't you? Yes. <laughs> I, for some reason, I'm having a brain block. And M people had that big hit. What was it? Uh, which one? They had quite a few, you know. The biggest one in the States. I'm trying to think. I was, I think in the States, it was, let me double check. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be this difficult, JD. Never mind. <laughs> oh, moving on up. <laughs> you, t- you did me wrong. Moving on up. Moving, and I'm moving on up. Uh, yeah, yeah okay, it's got it. We're there. <laughs> Good Lord. It was just bothering me as a DJ. I needed to, like, sure. get it out of me. So, yes, moving on up. It was a great song. Great to see her back on the on the scene. And you guys are, like, in, in famous for doing that, bringing the divas back and making all the LGBTQ folks happy. Well, thank you. I'm glad uh, uh, you realize that, yes, we are very proud to do that. <laughs> I think there are so many of those great divas out there that have incredible talent and amazing gay following that uh, we're really privileged to be able to bring some of them back. Yes. Now, um, tell us, tell us. I know we're talking about the music that you and your other half, uh, Mark, um, produce, but tell <laughs> My us. My other half in one sense. Yes, your professional husband, unlike your your the other husband who you've divorced. Uh, sorry to hear that, but you posted it all over Facebook. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Ask you, how's that going? Are you, uh, you in a happy happy place? Again. <laughs> oh, he's happy. He's happy. <laughs> You're taking it so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm heartbroken. Can't you tell? <laughs> are, you, uh, are you single still, or have you, like, shacked up with somebody already? <laughs> well, I did shack up with somebody, but, you know, it's just one of those that you just can't believe everything he says. <laughs> okay. So, yes, I'm single. <laughs> you heard it right here on House of Pride Radio, ladies and gentlemen. J.D. Arnold, it's single. So. And what's your phone number? Yes. Yes. I'll say that again. It's your phone number oh, available? Yeah. Oh, I can give that to you, Vanilla. Oh, let me go around the room, J.D. I'm so rude. Oh, my God. I want to introduce. I, we have live guests. We have local luminaries uh, today. We have, uh, please say hello, uh, Vanilla uh, Meringue. Hi, I'm Vanilla Meringue. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. And last but certainly not least, uh, Sailor Galabiz. It's a pleasure. Nice to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you too, Sailor. Sailor as in Sailor of the Seas. That's me. Seven Seas. All of them, babe. 
<laughs> All right, so I'm Captain my boat. <laughs> we're we're going to be flying Sailor out to Houston next week. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. These these folks are super talented um, uh, performance artists, drag queens, performance artists. Yeah. Can they come perform That's at right. Hamburger Mary's sometime? Uh, you'd have to ask Mark about that. <laughs> All right, I will. That's, that's right, because uh, that's his side of the thing. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I wanted to ask you, J.D., tell us a little about your, your career as a DJ, because you're, you're well-known in certain parts of the world. Um, I started off in the U.K., then I moved to Holland, and then I came over to the States, basically, and DJed ever since I was 17. So it's been my lifelong career, which has been a long life. <laughs> and currently, where where are you DJing? Is that the Eagle? My residency is at the Eagle. I'm there. I do the upstairs cleaning room with videos on Thursday and Friday, and I play the main room downstairs on Saturdays and Sundays for uh, Dangerous Discos, which is our most popular thing. And I love every single night. It's fantastic. It's a wonderful place to work. It's, the people there are so friendly. It's fabulous. So come and visit. Yes. Do you guys want to take a trip over to Houston? Yeah, Absolutely. I'd love, to. love Texas. We'll talk to Mark about getting you gigs yes. at Hamburger Mary's. Yeah. <laughs> Hamburger Mary's is doing great. I think you would love performing. Can you walk from Hamburger Mary's to the Eagle? Yes, you can. <gasps> it's just two blocks away. It's like that guy in the castor that I owns the, all the clubs. Like they own, like the, <laughs> okay. they have a niche in the gay market in Houston. I love and, it. And, and How large is the gay market in Houston? Great question. Between walking the Eagle and getting over to Hamburger Mary's, lots of detours you can make. Great. Oh, lots of detours. Uh, Sayla has a question for you, JD. Yeah. How big is the gay scene in Houston? I haven't actually been. It is, um, I think it's pretty huge. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not yeah. quite like it was when I first moved there in the early 80s when it ruled the South, but it's coming back strong. And, you know, with our prou uh, pride being so big now in Houston, I, it's, it comes back every year more and more. We are about to become the third largest city in the USA overtaking Chicago so keep that in mind that's hard to believe wow yeah is that because you guys opened up a another venue it is, it's, <laughs> because of us. it's just because of us yeah they're all coming for hamburger Mary's it's the <laughs> hamburger Mary's no, effect because of the eagle get it right oh the eagle <laughs> right it, I knew yes. it had to be one or the other <laughs> That's a, I, who would have, I, bigger than Chicago? That's hard to believe. Chicago has a huge building. <laughs> <laughs> They're all in that one building. <laughs> they just have one, one tall building. <laughs> we have a massive downtown, and then we have a massive uptown, and then we have a massive medical center, which is the size of most small cities in America. Move over Atlanta, the new capital of the South is Houston, South. Texas. Well, we overtook Atlanta years and years ago, honey. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And wow. I love your voice, JD. You're so sexy. <laughs> Thank you. Are you sitting by your pool? Uh, actually, no. I'm sitting in the office because the dogs are out by the pool and they're really noisy. Ah. I have two Rottweiler puppies who are about 75 and 85 pounds now. 
I saw pictures on Facebook. Folks, you should check out JD's Facebook page. Um, where, do, where do you want people to come to uh, learn more about what you're doing, JD? Um, my Facebook page is probably the best, mm -hmm. or our SoundCloud, Dirty Disco. We have a Dirty Disco page on Facebook and uh, uh, my own personal, and Mark has his own personal as well, of course. You, you, Mark mm -hmm. really wishes he would have been with us tonight, but, uh, you know, he's always so damn busy. <laughs> Yeah, he's got businesses to run and things. I think on the last interview, you told me that Mark does the business side and you are the guy who is uh, more of the creative side. Would that be accurate? <laughs> well, we both do. No, we both do the artistic side, but he does the business side. I'm the lazy one of the two. He's the brilliant one. Let's, uh, let's talk. Mm -hmm. power. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I have another song here that you guys sent me. Um, let's talk about, th these guys are working with some of the top artists of the, d the day today currently. And tell us about your um, remix, uh, what you put into it for the new Taylor Swift uh, release. Well, I, I just thought, you know, I watched her perform on, was it the Billboard Awards? Yes, yeah, she opened the Billboard Awards. And I, I kept thinking, oh my God, this is screaming for a club mix. <laughs> And so we got to work straight away. And I think we turned it around into a really accessible gay club, massive number one hit, don't you? We're about to find That's out. what I aimed at. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, we aimed at. I think, is it on the chart now, on the dance chart, do you know? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in England. I'm a little behind. Oh, that's right. You just got back. Um, well, uh, well, we won't keep you uh, any longer. We want to say thank you for joining us again. Please uh, come visit often here uh, via your telephone. Uh, folks, we're going to uh, play right now the uh, Taylor Swift song. It's called Me. Is that correct? That is correct. And thank you so much for having me back on. You are very welcome. Can we get a nice round of applause for J.D. Arnold? All right, J.D. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, if you thought the show was over, it's not. We still are going to talk to our local luminaries. And to top it off, we have Georgie Porgy from Chicago coming up. All this and more. Right now, Taylor Swift, me.
That is Taylor Swift's uh, new one called Me. It's been remixed by the fabulous Dirty Disco, Houston, Texas. Thank you guys for sending it over. House of Pride Radio, we've got to keep rolling, ladies. Uh, what were we just talking about? Oh, how drag has changed over the years. Yeah. It certainly has. Um, do you think about that kind of thing when you are getting ready for performance? or? Well, sure. I mean, I certainly do. I, uh, there's all kinds of different types of drag queens in San Francisco um, and they kind of change from neighborhood to neighborhood and venue to venue sometimes but um, it, it depends I, I feel like my character kind of goes half and half I'm kind of uh, generally you know like a classic drag queen but then I also veer into kind of the weirder side of drag like San Francisco likes to do um, and I do shows like Sailor's Media Meltdown that just started yeah. um, and dress up like Nicolas Cage. But then the next day I'm, at, you know, the A's game in a sequin dress and a big wig. So it, it And you were looking gorgeous. It's fun. Thank Bulk you. Both times. Thank you. Yeah. So it's, it's fun. I, I like a dichotomy, uh, but, you know, but then RuPaul's Drag Race is certainly up to the bar as far as what people expect to see. That's when how I felt queens. too, because suddenly yep. it was like perfect like image of uh, somebody's aesthetic of what a drag queen should look like. Right, right. Which well, was never my look. I right. Was like, I was well, like, I mean, which I love. It's interesting seeing newer queens rise up, though, who started in reaction to the show and seeing them trying to be what they're seeing on TV right out the gate. And not necess- a lot of them don't necessarily have their own drag identity formed <laughs> yet. They just are trying to emulate what they've seen. Um but then again, you've also got a lot of people who are rising to that challenge and being super creative and fierce with it. So Yeah, so they, they're on their way. But what about the ones who haven't really developed their persona yet? Like, what happens? I mean, I think they keep going. I'm not going to name names or anything. It was not <laughs> no, no, I don't want to, but that. that's interesting. No, but, um, Do they find their footing eventually? Well, it's interesting <laughs> because it's a new, it's kind of a new phenomenon, right? Yeah. Like, it's only really started recently, and I, there's a handful of people that I can think of that are performing fairly regularly in the city, but I don't really know who they are. And I do think, like, if you talk to them they cannot go two minutes without referencing drag race mm-hmm. in relationship to their own so drag. So they are a product of drag race. I do think that with time, everybody's going to find who they are and why they're doing drag. Why you don't you keep on stage? You right, don't right. keep doing it if you don't have a reason beyond like potentially getting famous because nobody's actually making any money doing this. Right. That's right, folks out there. <laughs> well, if you're in it to, to be on RuPaul's Drag Race or reference RuPaul's Drag Race, you're, you're in it for the wrong reasons. Well, so. you're not going to succeed on Drag Race. The people no. who do well on that show, if that's what you want, are the more original voices. I think um, who just won? Evie Oddly mm-hmm. proved that um, amongst like many other queens. Like It's the, the ones who, when you first see them on the show, don't necessarily seem like the belong that usually do the best on it. Right. Well, they, you think about all the people who have won who are notable um, and and even people who haven't won the show who are notable like you know Jinx Monsoon and Sharon Needles oh, yeah. and Trixie Mattel and all those people kind of have their own identity and forge their own way and all of the pretty you know snappy queens kind of fell by the wayside but those queens are memorable because they're different um, and I feel like San Francisco has a lot of those different queens yeah 
I know. I feel like I'm sitting over here being so shady. There's so many people that I love and respect in the community. It's just, um, you know, it's interesting seeing, as we were talking about, the way things have changed even during the time that I've been here doing drag, which has not been as long as as you, Tweeka. Um, Yeah, but I don't really do drag that much anymore. Right. I'm, I'm basically... Although I am this Sunday at Mother Chuck's show. Which oh, is, nice. It's been a while, though. Like, um, when I was in my 20s and 30s, yeah, it was like twice a week. But um, um, I was always like a blood and guts drag queen. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of more of a, like, comedic performance artist, I guess. Well, that's very San Francisco. Yes. And that's, yep. what, that's what I love, personally. Like, tra- I, I, tra- I find that tra- much tra- more Shack interesting. Child, basically. Right. Yeah. Which, Tranny Shack, oh, of course. Tranny yes, Shack. absolutely. And I feel like that's really where Vanilla and I got our main inspiration when we started doing drag is from the queens who came out of Tranny Shack and got right. our start. We got our start there, at least as well, to a degree. Um, but now the post Tranny Shack, now RuPaul Drag Race world. It. Like, yeah. it's, um, it's interesting to see like how drag in the city is changing. And now as things become like more widespread, as people are talking about drag more online and whatever, um, you can start to say like, Oh, that's what San Francisco drag is more versus New York drag versus LA drag versus Chicago or what have you. Um, and I do think that tranny shack mentality is such a definitive, um, aspect of what defines San Francisco. Yeah, I agree. It does still very, it has a very big influence on the city still, I think, because there's still so much art in the drag in San Francisco, which I don't see other places. Oh, that's cool. That's great to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah still, folks, San Francisco is the place. It's yeah, a great place much, to like hatch You're your much age. more likely to see someone die in a San Francisco number than you are in like a, I in, in a Southern pageant. I know? beheaded myself so, once in a performance great. where I am telling you I'm not going with the, <laughs> one of those, you know, French, what do they call it? Gala, you know, oh, a guillotine. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then pick up my head somehow. I don't even remember how I did that. Perfect. But it worked. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we're also a very comedy focused city, I feel like. And not, very true. there's a lot of comedy in other places. I'm not saying that that's not true. New York is known for it as well, Seattle. Yeah. But I feel like we have kind of a weirder sense of humor. Um, that's a West Coast twist. Yeah, of, it's a, yeah. definitely a little bit more niche um, in terms of like what we find funny and what we're laughing about and mm-hmm. how it manifests in our drag. Because we're not just up telling jokes, but our numbers are oftentimes centered around some kind of goof. Like, you you doing a show tune while beheading yourself like there is an inherent joke in that that you w- don't necessarily see in a lot of other places mm-hmm. yes or the theme like titanic is a good one to play with you know totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh what do you guys uh can you tell us about your upcoming numbers next time you're on stage uh, yeah, I mean, I'm doing Napa Pride this weekend, and I am uh, doing a number which I've done twice before, but which I paint my face in the course of the song, so that's kind of a little bit challenging. You look flawless me, Give me a face. little anxiety. Thank you. Yeah, but that's, uh, it's a challenge to go from just no makeup to full drag, and like, I, I do it to a Celine Dion song, so it's, oh. it's seven minutes. Theme from Black Tent? It's, it's, no. <laughs> uh, all coming back to me now. Oh, God. So, but it still gives me anxiety every time I do it <laughs> um, your influences for face my influences for face are more old Hollywood movie stars so Mae West Marlena Dietrich um, Lana Turner those kind of people mixed with um, 
I, I would say old school drag. So I was very inspired by, you know, Peaches Christ, which was one of the, yes. the, the first experiences of, of live drag that I had. Um, so, and I was stunned by her makeup. And so I still continue to another to force emulate of San Francisco still going very strong. much. Yeah. Shout out to you. Yep. Peaches. Love her. And then she's borrowed from my makeup as well. So we, we borrow off of each other. I think a little bit. Well, and you've done her makeup before. Yeah. Many times, but she's also told me that she had looked at pictures of my eye makeup and did like the little white triangle oh, I love under that the eye and like, yeah. So, look, yeah. so yeah, we, uh, we, we, cause you try to figure each out other. each time you put makeup, like how should that white go? Exactly. Well, and, and that's <laughs> one of the nice things about I guess you can do your makeup differently every time. So, yeah, sometimes that. Where did you learn open. how to do makeup? Um, I am just a naturally artistic person. I studied photography and portrait photography, and then fell into makeup. So I work for Cryolon Professional Makeup and um, an educator and teach drag classes all over the place. So. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I just got finished doing uh, drag classes all over the Midwest for Cryolon. So they sent me out to Minneapolis and Indianapolis and. Um, uh, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. So, oh, yes. Kentucky, you're going to Kentucky? Maybe well, I just got back. Oh, yeah, thankfully, I, was say maybe thankfully I, got, I escaped. <laughs> escaped from Kentucky. <laughs> um, where is your? So, is that your main day gig? My, that's my main day job. Is yeah. I just taught a makeup class today, Instagram. So that's I. Yeah, I'm a makeup educator. I love that. I just, that is a great. Yeah, that is a great job. Yeah, that's fun. Job you should have one you enjoy. It's fun, and I get a heavy discount on eyelashes. <laughs> Right, because they're so expensive. You probably have you probably have mink ones. <laughs> when you're doing drag as often as she is, I'm sure. You need, well, yeah. I know. I never used. I've never used eyelashes more. You've than never one. used eyelashes, really? No, more than once. Oh, more than once. Yeah, okay. Because they well, end up being like all yeah nasty. Oh, really? Oh, I try and use them as much as I possibly can until they die. Oh, you're good. You're yeah. good. I, half half the time, I lose one at some point. Because <laughs> after a performance, like. Don't you just rip things? Well, I do. I just rip it off and like. Sometimes it the depends stage. on how drunk I get during the show. <laughs> oh God! Well, I take care of. I always put Aww. them back in their case and kiss them goodnight and. That's sing the right a way. Song. That's why she's a professional. Yeah. And I yeah. tap dance and then like. But I walk through my door, I'm like, like ripping off the contact. Well, that's, I mean, certain things, like the dresses go right on the floor. Uh, and I have like, that's called my drag piles. My husband calls it. It's on the side of my bed. And I just gotcha. throw everything off onto the drag pile. I, put every, I, t I take my wig <laughs> off, turn it upside down, and throw everything in there. There you go. It's there like you my, go. It's my wig purse. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, about you, Sailor? Um, in, in terms of makeup? Or yeah, your influences. Yeah. Uh, I would say that a lot of mine is more 70s and 80s rock stars, mm. more than queens. Um, definitely David Bowie, Klaus Nomi, um, Divine, I feel like were the ones that I was looking at the most when I first started in terms of how they painted their face, and then it just kind of sculpted into a piranha eventually. Mm. That definitely comes through. Yeah, yeah influence is definitely. Yeah, through. I know. <laughs> uh, what, besides the um, stage production, what's your next drag performance? Well, I'm going to take this opportunity. Vanilla mentioned it a minute ago, but my partner Franzia Kafka and I are starting a new party that we want to be a monthly. So we just did our first one this last week called Media Meltdown. And the theme was Nick Cage versus Jeff Goldblum, a drag show. And we had uh, six performers all together come out and dress as those two uh, preposterous actors and do, um, you know, I did a tribute to Nicolas Cage's new movie, Mandy, to Mandy by Barry Manilow. Mm -hmm. um, Which was genius. 
there's I, a movie out yeah. about Barry Manilow? No, it has nothing to do with Barry Manilow. <laughs> I was just using that song. Um, it's a very actually kind of gory exploitation movie. So uh, the the juxtaposition in the song was was for effect. Uh, Vanilla it, was it. one of the stars of that evening for sure. She turned out a killer Nick Cage look. Um, but yeah, we want to start doing that party as a monthly. So right now we're, we're now that we have one underfoot and it yeah. was very successful. I'm very oh, proud of how it went. Thank you. Um, we want to start trying to do that starting in July as a regular show mm-hmm. maybe at the makeout room. We're still in talks with them. Um, but yeah, the next one's going to be WrestleMania themed and we're going to get each performer to create their own like wrestler persona and, uh, have all the performances inside of a wrestling ring and uh, it's going to be fun. Well, I have to say thank you because I, I feel like there's so many times when you get emails for bookings um, and it's just constantly like Madonna versus Taylor Swift versus Lady Gaga versus Stevie Nicks versus You're never going to see that at our and show. it's so refreshing and to see you know, different kinds of themes that ch- kind of challenge you as an artist because when I, I said yes immediately because I was like, Nicholas Cage versus Jeff Goldblum, yes, <laughs> sign me up, I want to be there. Um, but it, it was kind of challenging. But you should have seen the turnout for it and you should have seen how enthusiastic that audience oh was. Oh my God, because, they were having such a blast. Because like I said, we get so many of those versus versus Janet Jackson, whatever, oh, whatever. Right. And this so is completely the, different. Uh, yeah. with, the, with the dimensions of what a drag can be with, yeah you know. i mean our goals for it are that we don't do themes that you're going to see at other drag shows okay. ever as long as we can avoid it if either one of us has heard of it being done before we're not touching it and we want to play on things that are going to challenge the performers but really tap into a sense of like nostalgic fun for the audience of like that is somebody that I love or something that I love that I never would have expected being uh, paid homage to in a drag setting. So I want to go after that. So, and we're adding in other things, you know, I also DJ for the party and uh, do video art visuals and my partner Franzia does immersive decor. So we had for this first one, it was fairly minimalist, but we had a Nick Cage and Jeff Goldblum inspired photo booth and he does balloon art as well that he had set up all over the place. Um, but for, we also want to do one coming up that's Dr. Seuss themed. I'm giving away all of our ideas, but I'm trying to get people excited, but uh, we want to turn the entire venue into like a Dr. Seuss kind of hellscape. So where does one find budget for such an undertaking? I mean, as of right now, we're paying for it all out of pocket. I will say, luckily with the first one, we not only made our money back, we made a little extra and we're able to pay the performers more than we intended. That's huge. Often that's not the case. Yeah. First time. Yeah. That's great. You guys on the ball. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm hoping that we can just keep building it from here. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, I'm also opening for the space lady at Oasis in early July and uh, going to be doing Janelle Monet night at Mother. You can also see me this Sunday at Oasis. I'm working with Junk Drag Broadway on their Tony's viewing party. Fabulous. Full throttle boogie, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, can you guys hang out with me while we are call Chicago? Absolutely. Totally. Uh, we're going to be talking now to Georgie Porgy. Uh, we're running a little late. I hope he's still there. Uh, Voted top 20 all-time dance performers on Billboard magazine. Wow. He's had a ton of hits on his own uh, as a singer. He's a great singer. But he also produces uh, uh, singers and other artists and has his own label in Chicago. We're going to hear about his newest project. Let's uh, go back a bit and listen to one of his hits. Uh, this one's called Baby I Love You, uh, Georgie Porgy. We'll be right back with him live. Baby, 
Ladies and gentlemen, back House of Pride Radio. Now we're talking to Georgie Porge in Chicago. Can you hear us? I can hear you loud and clear. What up, Michael? How are you, Tweeka? I'm doing fine. I want to go around my room real fast and introduce you uh, to Sailor. Hi. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. It's a pleasure. And pleasure to speak to you. And also, one last but not least, Miss Vanilla Mering. Hi, Georgie Porgy. Hey, Vanilla Meringue, how you doing? I'm doing good, girl. How are you? I'm really, really good. It's great to talk to everybody. Thank you for joining us again. So tell us what's going on with you in Chicago. I know you've been busy. Very, very busy. Been, um, you know, just on the road again. I did some shows. I came home. Been in the studio, cranking out different records, working with, uh, working on the next Luis Santiago. We just finished the DJQ. Well, the DJQ is out there right now with Barbara Tucker. That's doing phenomenal. Uh, number three on the sales chart. So been finished that record. Released a record with a guy named Mike Catherall. Great DJ, producer, mm-hmm. remixer out of England. We just dropped that today. The new Kano Marley's out today. It just came out. Luis Santiago's got something coming down the line. Finishing that off. And beyond that, just a bunch of bunch of records and. I'm working on another Georgie Porgy record, so I'm excited. So Georgie as far Porgy, as music, we got tons yeah. of music coming. Uh, where do folks go to uh, to learn more about your your career? And, and they can go to musicplantrecords.com or go to georgieporgy.me or Facebook, which is Georgie Porgy. You can actually just find me as Georgie Porgy on Facebook. They allowed me to keep my name. <laughs> that was very nice of Facebook. Or you can go to... Instagram, uh, GP the artist, and um, uh, Twitter. Yeah. Anywhere, it's all it's everywhere. I'm really if you just Google Georgie Porgy uh, with I E I E, it all comes comes up. So you can go out there and find me and see where I'm going to be next. And I go to Florida this weekend to do shows. I come back, and things have been good. Still I'm going. Happy, and I'm excited. I'm going to be remixing a, a brand new Tweaker record. What do you say? I'm yes. Be oh, yes. On the new tweak oh, record. I totally See, forgot. you forgot your old record. That's Look right. I'm producing that. a record I'm, with Gypsy Love, a local San Francisco artist, and Georgie is gracious enough to come on board as a remixer. Much appreciated. It's going to be great. I'm going to send it over to you tonight. I, I've been so busy, but it's coming. No, Thank no, it's okay. It's no, big, no rush, but I'm just happy to be, you know, we got to pump that up too. So, I'm excited. Can't like wait. I said, there's tons of great music happening. Um, things are really good. I'm working on some other stuff that you were you saw us do in Florida, which we're not ready to announce yet, but we are in the process of uh, creating something brand brand new that's going to be coming out to the world, and uh, I'm excited about it. We you know we we started doing some some work on it, and it's it's coming together beautifully, and uh, just excited, brother. I mean everything is good. I can't complain. I know. The industry, what the, is, is the industry is what the industry is, you know, with iTunes shutting down the purchase, uh, purchasing music, which is really horrible, um, and streaming be where it's at. Uh, I just believe that 
I'm thankful that we are doing very, very well as far as we're still selling through TrackSource, through MusicPlantRecords.com. You can always go to MusicPlantRecords.com and purchase our music directly there, and it actually gets released there a week before it gets released to all the different platforms. Yeah. And also, mm -hmm. I'm very happy. Beport, Juno, anywhere where stuff is sale. I mean, we're available to it with all the streaming stuff, but I lag streaming, just so everybody knows. We lag streaming by six weeks. Why? Because I don't believe in streaming. I'm sorry. I don't believe half a penny. And if I, if I may take to a few minutes to say this, not a few seconds to talk about streaming to people so they can educate people. Streaming is a half a penny. And it only pays an artist a half a penny. And I know people say, but get a bunch of streams. No, even at 40 million streams, you're making no money. You can't even make a living on that even if you have a good year you won't have a good year the following year because they're paying us absolutely nothing and it's unacceptable so people you need to know that if i come into your restaurant and i come to eat if you stream for a half a penny well i want my steak for a half a penny i want my baked potato for a half a penny i want my vegetable for half a, half a penny and anything i'm drinking for a half a penny so I'll, I'll lock you in for a whole dollar for the meal because if you're good with streaming our stuff and not paying us, you should be good with us as artists getting food. And, I, and making this a big, I'm gonna, this is going to be my new push going forward to educate people that this is not healthy for our industry. I like that. You're cutting edge of uh, standing up for what's right for the artists. Get him, Georgie. Well, I mean, can I be, thank you, but you yes. know, my thing is I just believe that God has blessed me. I've been very, very, very fortunate and blessed. Michael knows and knows me now. I don't, you know, I don't live in the rafters with my head, but I've been very blessed. I mean, Billboard's named me top 10 dance artists of the decade. Then after that, top 50 of all time and sold millions of records. When I start screaming about something, it's not about me. It's the next Georgie. It's the next. Everybody needs an opportunity. And if I don't scream about it now, they don't know how they're creating an industry that won't be there for them. That's why so many artists, and I'm not gonna name them, there are so many artists that will go on The Voice or American Idol. Three weeks later after the show is done, I'll get a call because they don't know what to do now. They're done, they're right off the show. And I'm not, when I if I named names, you guys would all drop. I just got a call from somebody who did very, very well on American Idol and some of it just did very very well on The Voice and you know they don't know what to do next he watched that show. because Kelly the Clarkson? reality is that's years ago huh? <laughs> Pardon me? what'd you say did Kelly call you oh no Kelly no Kelly's getting a TV show it was, that should put it in perspective that right there which is good because you said that Put it in perspective. Why is Kelly Clarkson going to go host a TV show? Well, she's Why are they sitting at the voice voting on it? Because they they also know that there's no money being made with the streaming stuff. Not every think about all the biggest artists out there. They're all running to do something out there in a commercial. They're trying to. Everybody's touring. You everybody tours. Shit, if your mama puts out a damn record tomorrow morning, she'd be like, oh, I gotta go tour. So them and their mamas on tour doing tours. Why? Because streaming is kicking their ass. And the sad part mm. is they won't stop and come together and say, no, enough. So, folks, stop. you heard it here. Streaming, stay clear. Can you opt out of streaming when you put something yeah, up? Yeah, it's just the oh. bottom line behind it. You just don't. 
You, well, the artists have to band together, and what people need to do is realize that when they pay that 10.99 to the streaming companies, that all goes to them. They're all becoming million. You know, all the streaming companies are very, 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 very doing very well. And then, then there's going to be people. Well, you need to have more streams. And I go back to it again. So, so now we're saying that when I go get my dry cleaning, I should only pay her a half a penny. When yes. we devalue, see how that works this out. Is the last thing I'll say: when we devalue music, then music is not has no value. Georgie Porgy has a point. God, I, I'm going to follow that uh, engine. If you, uh, if that, you know, if you're going to drive no, that I'm not train, I'll be, I'll be on there. This is going to be a big thing. I mean, this is why we're doing working on this other thing because I want to create a, a bigger voice and impact out there because I'm going to make people understand that we have to stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Stop it. Stop with the whole thing. Well, that's what everybody else is doing. Well, like, you know, your mama said to you, everybody jump in the lake. You going to jump in the lake too? Stop it. Stop being stuck on stupid. We need to stop drinking the Kool-Aid. It does not make sense for you. I like that you artist. made a, a lake reference because you live in Chicago. That, that was cute. <laughs> that's cute. You- yes, we do. We got <laughs> here we don't have a notion like y'all let me tell you something i wish we did but we don't but we got beaches man-made beaches they're nice <laughs> do, you, do you live close enough do you have a view of the lake uh georgie where you live yes i do i'm very fortunate i have a beautiful view of the lake and it's, it's very very nice now do you do you live do you have a partner or are you single no i am single and happy hmm. are you looking <laughs> I love it. Right now, no, I'll be honest with you, it's not fair to anybody because I'm on the road all the time. Yeah. You know, being on the road and working and, and doing everything that I do in my life, it's very, very hard for me. It's not fair to somebody because it, it, I have a very, very schedule. Now, does that mean that I always, no, at some point, you know, I've had different, you know, people, but no, nothing, you know. Not at the moment. I've, you know, dated and whatever, but it's just, it's very hard. I mean, because... You know, there's a lot of demand comes through the industry, and, 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 and I'm not, like, saying that I'm not a part of it, you know. I also believe in, and we're going to talk about that, um, just, you know, when you find somebody, you got to find somebody that, that takes you from your level of happiness and above, People satisfy, go into relationships and they'll go, oh, it's okay, I'll be a little miserable. No, you work so hard to get the happy below happy is unacceptable and you know in, in the day and age we're living in and you guys can i bet you're test of this there's a lot of you know miserable people walking this earth who are just mad at the world about something so and i'm not you know i'm really in a great place in my life and i feel very positive even when i'm preaching about a happy penny that's not me being mad about it that's me wanting better for everybody Got it. Uh, yes. I, I love your energy. Um, well, we, we got to wrap up House of Pride Radio over here in San Francisco, but uh, let, let us know. You, do you have a, 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 what you got coming out this summer? Like I said, today we just dropped the Mike Catherall record, which I'm really excited about. It's called I Feel the Night. It has a progressive uh, house, tech house, and Jack and House mixes on it. The new Kano Marley dropped today. Louis Santiago is coming out. These are things that I've produced, co-produced or produced. The DJ Q is out there right now. Um, the new Bear Who record's coming out that is slamming. Uh, that's coming out too. Um, 
tons of records, and I'm in the studio working on a new Georgie Porgy record. So I'm going to have a new Georgie Porgy record. I know my last record I did with Barbara Tucker that you blessed us with your mix that did phenomenal and went number one on tons and tons of charts and did incredible. Did great called Love One Another. Um, I've got another record coming out just by myself. Me singing by myself, and uh, it's a great song, and I'm working on it, so I've got that coming. Very excited. Tons and tons of music. Well, a we're excited to stuff. hear about it here on House of Pride Radio. Make sure you let us know when uh, that's going to drop. I promise. <laughs> all right, everyone, let's have a nice round of applause for the legendary top 50 recording artist of all time on the dance charts, Mr. Georgie Borgie. Right. Thank Georgie. you, guys. Great talking to you guys. Have well, a blessed night. Love y'all. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye. 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 All right, all right, ladies. <laughs> We got to wrap up the show. Uh, what else do we need to know about what you guys are doing? Well, you can see me on the main stage of San Francisco Pride on June 29th. I'll be there at 4 p.m. Uh, as a part of the Stud Collective's uh, performance slot. So I'll be there, and I'll also be at Cobb's Comedy Club on the 30th. Is that comedy? No, but no for, it's a brunch. Drag oh. queen brunch. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. Sailor? Uh, come see me in Sex and the City live at Oasis. You can get tickets at sfoasis.com and follow me on Instagram at the Cosmic Piranha or at Media Meltdown SF for more information about our upcoming events. That's amazing. You guys, thank you so much for coming. We come back. I hope so sometime. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Totally. Um, well, you know, we've been here with the local luminaries uh, at San Francisco. We've been to Chicago. We've been to Houston, Texas. Uh, and New York City. Well, we have to go right back to New York City because Poondreka gave us a uh, two-minute uh, pod that she does every week for House of Pride Radio in honor of the fact that Martha was a guest. She did one entitled It's Ringing Men. So uh, should we have a listen? <laughs> totally. All right, Poondreka, take it away. Good evening and welcome to Groove Lines. I'm Poon. You've been listening to House of Pride Radio and we're gonna do it to you in your eardrums and send you off with a bang. The song that inspired my poem this week is one of the greatest dance songs ever in a whole wide world, and I wanted to write something happy and fun. But then I did some research about weird things that have fallen from the sky, and what I wrote is mostly true. So maybe you do want to always have an umbrella. One afternoon in March, the year was 1876. The God-fearing wife of Farmer Crouch was making soap on her porch when she heard slap and slap and slap on the ground. She looked down not 40 steps from her house. And then and there, the sky was red, red meat falling from the clouds. Three whole minutes of red meat falling not like steak tartare, which Farmer Crouch would have ingested heartily, one might suppose, but they both, they being Farmer Crouch and his wife, say it was rather grisly, like a bear, or a horror movie such as Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or even Fargo with that guy in the wood chipper, remember? And it wasn't even grisly, but still edible, like pot roast or meatballs or meatloaf, although some reported it tasted like deer or a horse or a bear or a baby. 
and to this day, no one knows what kind of meat was falling from the sky in Kentucky in 1876 for three minutes. Thank you for joining us on House of Pride Radio. Please tune in next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for more fun. It is Pride Month. Let's celebrate together. Good night. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com want to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Come in after work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. (laughs) 
of the Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought-provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
7 o'clock. We're here with Sylvan Productions. This is comedy baseball. This is going to be happening every Friday here at Piano Fight. It's a great time. It's improv. We're going to be hanging out. You're going to be loving the show. Remember, this is not my show. I happen to be on this show, but it is Friday the 13th of April at Piano Fight. And this is Comedy Baseball with Sylvan Productions, hosted by Justin Gomes. So you guys, please enjoy the show that's going to be upcoming, a great live show here at Piano Fight on Turk and Taylor in the Tenderloin, very close to Powell Street Station. So coming over from Walnut Creek, you weirdos. A really great show here. Hope you enjoy. Uh, the way this competition 
competition is going to work tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is that these two teams will tell jokes back and forth in a way uh, that will play baseball. Essentially, they're going to tell quick little improv jokes, and then depending on how you guys react to that joke, that's how good of a hit they're going to get in the baseball game. So uh, a secret to making this game really good is uh, when a joke is funny, we laugh, right? That's, like, uh, right? that's what we do. But when a joke isn't funny, you guys can't do that San Francisco, you know, like, hmm, you know, like, you know. when a joke is bad, uh, we boo, and we boo loud. Uh, otherwise, the game doesn't work. So can you guys do that for a minute? Can we all boo on three? One, two, three. Depending on how you guys react, that's how the game works. So please react. Um, let's get into it. All right. Let's bring up the game. Boom. All right. So our first game we're going to play is Back in My Day. The way this joke goes is you go, Back in My Day, we didn't have audience suggestion. We joke. You guys look at it really quick, but let's fill that blank. I need seven suggestions from you guys. What Self, do we got? Self-driving car. Self-driving car. Cool. Could be anything. Could be a job. Could be a person. What do we got, audience? Cell phones. Cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> Kaiser. Kaiser. The Kaiser. Oh, French Bulldogs. French Bulldogs. <laughs> Trump. Pigs in a blanket. Okay, pigs in a blanket. I like that. You guys are all over the place. This is a good crowd. Diapers. What was that one? Diapers. Diapers. <laughs> online dating. Diapers and online dating. <laughs> Selected up in the corner. Cool. Back in my day, we didn't have no self-driving car. We just had kids who drove us home drunk. <laughs> am I still up? Do I, am I oh, let's see. Oh. 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 All right. Now we got Sean's up. Uh, another rule I forgot to tell you guys: uh, if you get a subject you don't like, you can take a strike. And they have to give you another subject for that at that. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have self-driving cars. We had one-eyed blind horses. Ooh, yay! No, a strike just means there's a strike. Oh, you're you're not out. This is comedy baseball. It's very similar to real baseball. No, no, 
got? Cell phones. Back in my day, we didn't have cell phones. We had cans that we put from house to house, and that was teaching it Eve before it was trigonometry on this one. <laughs> and then I lit a joint and walked out of the room. So, hey, sometimes glitches, huh? All right, all right, close it up.
person to host this show. Everybody, put your hands together for Justin Lockwood! Keep it going for Pam! Thank you all so much for coming out. It's the last show of the night. Make some noise! We're smoking weed indoors. Yeah. A little bit of a surprise just to start the evening off. Uh, this is actually an intervention. You all need help. <laughs> it's the only way we could do it. This is amazing. Thank you all for coming out to Weed is Legal here at the Mutiny Comedy Festival in San Francisco. We're smoking weed inside. It's a shitty thing that this is a radio show. We need some... <laughs> doesn't translate over the airwaves. Everybody who's listening, you have no idea what this room of misfits looks like. <laughs> um, it's true. Uh, I was raised on a, uh, on a working pot farm in the uh, 80s up in Mendocino by hippie parents. My parents are, <laughs> yes, give it up for my mom and dad, sure. Uh, my mom and dad are real hippies, like authentic 70s hippies. If you want to know what my dad looks like today, just think to yourself, hey, what would it look like if the guy from the Zigzag Papers and Gandalf had a love child? That's what my dad looks like. Still here. Uh, let's see. I feel like we're two months into this year. We're two months into weed being legal. And I feel like we're already running out of things to infuse it with. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we've gone through the, the food, the drinks, the candy, the lotion. I feel like we're running out of shit. My girlfriend and I recently tried weed lube. Anybody else, adventurous lovers? No, just me? That's fine, guys. I'll do this by myself. We tried some. That shit is strong. We tried just a little bit, didn't even end up having sex. Uh, her vagina would not stop talking about this dream it had. Um, super annoying. Got the munchies, I just fed it potato chips all night, it sucked. It's awful. Um, yeah. Costco just announced they're gonna start selling weed. No, that's true, they are. And it, it really, it really begs the question, you guys. Um, how much weed do you really need at one time? <laughs> I mean, look, I don't want to get all judgy on anybody here, but like if you're buying weed and somebody offers to, I don't know, like help you to your car, maybe that's too much weed. <laughs> Here's what I really want to know. What I really want to know is, um, what is that sample table going to look like? <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me, sir, sir, sir. Hi, hi, how are you today? Hi. Would you like to try some Kirkland Kush? You want to hit this? It's good stuff. Can you imagine being stoned in Costco? I would lose my fucking mind. I feel like it would be cool at the time, but I feel like I would get home later, sober up, look around at everything I had bought, like, oh, fuck. Okay, 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 the, uh, the 40 pounds of pretzels makes perfect sense, but why do I have a wetsuit and six gallons of mayonnaise? What was my plan here? <laughs> my mom and dad are very upset about weed being legal, but like uh, as Pam said, that's because they've been selling weed for 40 years, and they just don't like competition, you guys. They just don't. Uh, my mom and dad have sold weed my entire life uh, since I was a baby. 
Uh, I know that for a fact because my birth certificate lists my weight in grams. Um, it's true. It's a, it's a beautiful document, you guys. It really is. It's just, uh, it's just my name, uh, my two little footprints, and my street value. Uh, I was a big baby. I was born at home. It was the only scale they had. It's a true story. Uh, my mom and dad sent my brothers and I to Waldorf School. Uh, if you're not familiar with Waldorf School, that's okay. Uh, it's an alternative school. Uh, it's a hippie school. It's also not really a school. Um, I mean, fine, like, sure, like, technically it's a school, but it's like the kind of school where you can answer a math question with interpretive dance. It's one of those schools, like, I can barely spell or do even basic arithmetic, but oh my god, can I play the recorder. I mean, I fucking own hot cross buns, okay? I fucking own it. I don't really know how money works, but I can make a dream catcher out of pipe cleaners and dental floss, so I'm killing it. I feel like I lost some of you on that one. <laughs> anybody else? Uh, anybody else have kids? Yeah, yeah. Just one other sad person. All right, good. Everybody else made better life choices. That's cool. That's great. I uh, I know some parents that can smoke around their kids. I cannot. I have a seven-year-old boy, uh, and if I smoke around my son, he just fucks with me nonstop. I'll get like really, really high, and then he'll look at me and say, like, Doll, do trees have dreams? I don't know, Shiloh, fuck! <laughs> oh my god, I didn't sleep for like three days on that one. <laughs> it's too stressful. Hanging out with a seven-year-old boy is like hanging out with a just really loud, emotionally unstable hobo. It's, he's just little and sticky and he stinks. I spend most of my time just chasing him around while he screams like, I want a drink, I want to ride the train. I'm sad and I don't know why. <laughs> oh my God. I, uh, I live in Berkeley now with my son. Anybody else? Berkeley? Thank fucking God. That place has gotten super uptight, guys. Really, really uptight. Every joke that has ever been made about Berkeley is actually the God's honest truth. Berkeley is just a coven of angry lesbians that are all raising their adopted pets to be transgendered vegans. Like, I love it, but it's true. My son's name